Welcome to my testimony, and today we have a special guest from our church community, Steve Dalton. Welcome to my testimony, Steve. Thank you very much. I'm really glad to be here. Yes, and we're glad to have you. And、uh, I know God has really placed a, a powerful testimony in your heart, and you're sharing with us today. And we can't wait to get into it. So, welcome again. Thank you. So before we get into Steve's testimony, let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for Steve. We thank you for his testimony, and we pray that as he shares with us today, that our hearts will be watered and we will be blessed by it, and that everyone that's hearing this testimony today will be changed and be drawn closer to you. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 All right, Steve. So where were you born, and where did you grow up? Well, I was born in Maine, and I grew up in Canada.、Mm. Wow! My, my father was Canadian, so from Maine we moved to Canada. Okay. Okay. So okay. born in the cold, and you grew up in the cold. cold. I was born in the cold, and I grew up in the colder. <laughs> the、oh. colder. How did you end up in Florida? Right, because you know,、um, one extreme to the next.、Yeah. You you came from the freezer to the oven. Yeah. <laughs> That is true.、Um, My father was in、uh, shopping center development, so an opportunity came up for him to develop a shopping center down here.、Mm-hmm. And since my mother's parents at the time were living in Miami, I guess my father knew he better accept that job. So、okay. he came down it, and、uh, so we moved down so he could develop the Galleria. Okay. And that's the that's the Galleria、uh, yeah, Mall、currently. in Fort Lauderdale, the、yeah. current one. Yes, yeah, the Galleria Mall in Fort Lauderdale. Oh awesome. wow!、Awesome. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your childhood growing up, first in Canada and then in Florida. Well, in Canada, it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun growing up. Things were a lot different. We played outside a lot. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to deal with the heat because where I lived in Nova Scotia, if we actually had two days in a row of eighty degrees, that was considered a heat wave. Wow! So in the summertime, in the summertime, if we had temperatures in the seventies, that was really nice.、Mm. Um, so we were outside a lot.、Uh, the winter time, well, it got cold and there was lots of snow, but we played hockey. As most Canadian boys do,、mm-hmm. I've got three brothers and a sister, so we played hockey.、Um, my father would even build a rink in our backyard, so we were always out playing hockey, out skating on the pond or,、mm-hmm. or in the rink, you know, that my father built. You know, it was just a lot of fun.、Um, there was lots of snow. We'd go up on a roof and jump off the roof into the snow. Wow! <laughs> wow. You know, wow. so it, it was a lot of fun.、Um, As we got a little bit older and we were able to drive,、um, it was fun, but a little bit more dangerous because we'd go out on the lake with the ponds and just start doing donuts in the cars. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun. But、um, then we heard 
that we were going to come to Florida. And I was pretty excited because I didn't have to shovel a driveway anymore. Okay. Right. But no, but, but nobody told me I had to cut the grass year round. <laughs> okay. So, so in the summer, the grass grows really fast here. So it was like every week I'm out there in that heat cutting the grass. It was not fun. Right, right. Um, we moved down here. Uh, fortunately, there one of our neighbors across the street from us. Um, they had a son that was my age, so we became like instant friends. Mm -hmm. And his his father pretty much owned half of the town of Lauderdale by the Sea, oh, okay, including the fishing pier at the end of Commercial Boulevard in Lauderdale okay. by the Sea. Okay, so we used to spend a lot of time on the pier, working on the pier, and you know, just hanging out down on the beach and it's just one extreme to the other. Yeah, exactly. You know, especially Christmas time, you know, it just seems strange putting Christmas trees around a palm, Christmas lights around a palm tree. <laughs> okay. I, I still can't get used to that one. So. Right, right, right. So true. Wow. So true. Right. So how old were you when you came to Florida? It was uh, just before my 17th birthday. Okay. So you were doing high school down here. Uh, just my last year, my senior year of high school was down here. Okay. And what did you do after yeah. high school? Well, I actually took three and a half years off before I went mm. to college. Okay. And I did some traveling. I went back to Canada for a little bit. Um, I went to Europe for a while and came back here and hung out on the beach and, mm. and worked. And then it was time to go to school. Okay. So then I, uh, then I went to school. Okay. Okay. Um, I started, uh, I actually went on a football scholarship. I was kicking footballs. I was a kicker okay. and I was able to get a scholarship for, but at Butler university in Indianapolis. Ooh. And I ended up leaving there to go to Florida Southern though, after a year. Okay. So I ended up at Florida Southern college in Lakeland. Okay. Which is where I finished with a, uh, my degree is in math. Why did you choose to do math? I did math. Be, uh, it was quite simple. It was easy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know a lot of people are probably thinking that's crazy. Oh, but, right. but for exactly. me, math is very easy. Uh, um, numbers, it, it's just, you know, a gift from God. Mm. Mm. You know, I, I remember numbers. Some people have a knack for remembering names. Numbers stick in my head. Oh, okay. Numbers and formulas. Right. Okay. Okay. So, okay. yeah. All right. So, what was your journey like with God during this time? Um, it was, it was, it was okay. It kind of um, when I first moved down, I really didn't have that much of a relationship with God. My friend from across the street he went to uh, Coral Ridge Presbyterian church mm -hmm. and they actually were putting a youth choir together to go to Europe on a singing tour. Mm. So he asked me if I wanted to join and, and go with them. So I did, but by joining it enabled me to be at, at the church for a while. So my relationship with God grew. Mm. Um, but when I left there to go to school, I kind of lost my way again. Okay. Okay. So. Wow. All right. But uh, the little seed yeah. was planted with you being on that choir, right? 
Yes. Yes. It was, it was there. It was planted. Um, it actually helped me because five years after the choir, my father had passed away. So oh, wow. that, that it did help me a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about that. What, what impact did that have on you and how old were you when your dad died? Well, I was 24 mm. when he passed away. Um, it, it was, it was difficult. It was difficult. Uh, we were all very close to my father. My, you know, my father was probably the, well, not probably, he was the greatest man I ever knew. Mm. Um, mm. He would do, he did so much to help other people and just how he was. Um, just an amazing, amazing man. And I'm very thankful that before he passed, he did find Jesus and, you know, so that was good. Okay. okay. That was good. Good stuff. That's good. But um, there was a, a difficult thing. A difficult part to it was I helped with a lot of the funeral arrangements. Mm. And I did, I did make a mistake. And when I found out about that mistake a year later, I, I really don't want to get into the mistake that I made. It, it's still kind of difficult. Okay. Um, but it really, really, you know, affected my life, mm. that mistake. And it wasn't good. Okay. And mm. for, fortunately, um, you know, something that did help was, you know, God, God helped me with some things that I was doing because of it. Okay. Okay. You know, so. Good. All right. That's good. You know, what, one of them, one of them was I, I really got involved in doing drugs. Oh, okay. Quite a bit. Wow. And, um, because of it, because I couldn't handle it. And you couldn't handle the stress. And. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And. You know, I had a situation where I, it's not that I think I was going to die. I knew I was going to die that night because of what I was doing. Mm. Wow. And through my prayers and because of the seed that was planted earlier in my life, um, I spent a lot of time that night praying before mm. I fell asleep, crying and praying. Eventually, I fell asleep, and only by God's grace, I woke up. Woke up the next day. The next morning. Right. And the amazing thing about that is he took that whole desire to do drugs away from me. Oh, wow. And I have not had any desire whatsoever since then to do anything. Mm. Wow. You know, so wow. mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for that and, you know. God receives the glory for that because it wasn't me that stopped. God stopped it. How did you end up at a uh, at plantation church? I'm sure there's a there's a little bit in between there though, because I know immediately you did not you find straight straight to plantation church. So take us a little bit more on that journey of you leading up to you coming at plantation. Well, it was uh, it was actually like. 13 years in between there before I ended up at plantation. Okay. Um, but a few years after, a few years after that, I had, uh, met Halima, my mm. son's mother. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
so we started uh, dating. Right. And she was a Seventh-day Adventist. I was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she had always gone to church, but I, I never went to church with her. And I, you know, her mother had always tried to talk me into becoming Adventist. I always told her I would never become an Adventist. I'll mm-hmm. never do that. I'll never be an Adventist. I'll always be Catholic. Okay. And, you know, we, we just were together. Um, we made a little journey. We had left Florida and went to New York for a few years. Mm-hmm. And when we came back to Florida in the year 2000, mm-hmm. um, she started going, going to plantation. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, uh, all the kids were a little bit older. Mm-hmm. They were school age. And because of my, my job, I worked a lot of evenings and weekends. And I did not spend a lot of time with the kids. Okay. So I wanted to spend as much time as I could with them. Mm-hmm. So on Saturdays, on Sabbath, when she would be going to church, I would ride with her. Sometimes I would just ride to the corner where the, by where the church is and catch the bus for work. Sometimes mm-hmm. I would be able to go in for a little bit in the church and then I'd go catch the bus to work. Mm-hmm. But I really just started going to be able to spend more time with her and the kids. Okay. And that, that was really why I started going to plantation. Um, the church clerk at the time, um, she was amazing. Um, Deborah Sales mm-hmm. is her name. And Deborah would always, you know, she would talk to me. She'd always say happy Sabbath. And I'd be saying happy Saturday to her. Um, you're, you're, you're not, you're not saying Sabbath. You know, I was going to say, say Saturday, Saturday, right? I, I would say happy Saturday. <laughs> and, you know, I, I spent some time talking to the pastor, Mike Cabana, at the mm-hmm. time and talking to Sally, uh, Sally, to Deborah. And, you know, it was just, God was just working on me. God mm-hmm. was working on me because I, I could feel the presence. I could feel his presence in that church. Mm. And just by going and spending a little bit of time, and, and that happened, that went on for about 10 months. Mm. And then it, I had to tell them at work, it's like, listen, I cannot work on Saturdays anymore. Oh, wow. Because I, I just want to be in church. I'm not going to, I can't work mm-hmm. on Saturdays anymore. Wow. And I actually ended up losing my job because of that. Mm. But that's okay. That was okay because God had other plans for me and that worked out. Right. Um, but I started going to church and doing research on my own. Bible and history books, you know, I realized that Saturday really is the Sabbath. Mm. And that was the the thing that was really holding me back from becoming an Adventist was believing that Saturday was the Sabbath. Okay. And see, that was tough. The everything else, you know, I was good with because they were more in, in tune with my beliefs, mm-hmm. right? You know, and not the, what not the Catholic Church. And um so it was kind of funny because one day I go to church and and Deborah's telling me, you know, 
happy Sabbath. And I looked at her and I said, happy Sabbath to her. And she had looked away and she turns back and all startled. It's like, what did you say? <laughs> and I smiled, said, happy Sabbath. Right. And she just smiled, goes, I don't believe it, but it just kind of floored her. And uh, a couple of years later, I, I got baptized. Oh, wow. wow. In the Adventist church. Amen. Amen. And there's no place like plantation church. Mm -hmm. What was your turning point? Well, nobody, I, I listened to a few sermons mm -hmm. about Saturday being the Sabbath, but nobody could prove it to me. Mm -hmm. I, I just didn't see the proof through their sermons. Mm -hmm. And just one day I decided, you know, look it up myself. You know, so I, I decided to look it up myself. And not only did I use the Bible, but I used history books. Mm. And if you actually go back to, you know, Constantine, the, the Roman Emperor Constantine, who was considered the first Christian Roman Emperor, right. mm -hmm. you can see. I mean, it, it tells right there that, that the Sabbath was changed mm. to Sunday. Mm. And when you think about things logically, you know, being a math person, a numbers person, I think about things logically. I always analyze things and, you know, I think about things logically. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it. It's like, well, Jesus was a Jew. Hmm. If he was a Jew and he taught in synagogue and he recognized that as being, you know, the Sabbath. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that was the Jewish Sabbath. Right. That he was talking about. And that had always been on, on Saturday. Mm. So that had to have been his Sabbath. Oh, wow. And then when you look at things, you know, even more, you know, he recognized it in his life with what was going on. Um, and then, you know, he was what crucified on Friday. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they wanted to take his body down from the yeah. cross so they could, you know, put him in the tomb before Sabbath started. Right. So he rose on the third day, which was Sunday. So if he died on Friday, the third day would have been Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What did he do on Saturday? Right. He rested. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So he rested. That was Sabbath that he rested on. That's why he didn't resurrect himself right away, because it was the Sabbath and he had to rest. Right. And when I was able to think about that logically and see that that way, it was very easy to accept and so I knew I had the right day. Awesome. It's amazing how God works on these little things because you just wanted to spend time with the family, with the family. And, um, and he brought you to church. You were like, you know what? I'm just going to go and sit and just spend time with them and I'm not going to listen to what they say yep. in church. But <laughs> the sermons were working on you yeah. in between and you couldn't escape. Well, the, uh, well yeah. I guess I really didn't want to escape, though, either. Exactly. Uh, right. Exactly. So, good, good. so after you chose yeah. to be an Adventist now, how did that change your life every single day? Um, well, it, it brought me closer to God, for sure, because by actually doing that research that I had to do, I realized what I was, what I was missing in my life. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I, I was able to, you know, start praying more and, and reading the Bible. Um, and, you know, I've come to realize that you have to read the Bible to have faith. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we're saved by God's grace through faith. But yeah. where do we get the faith? The faith comes from God's word. Mm-hmm. So if we're not reading the Bible, we, we're not getting the faith that we need. Exactly. So, right. you know, that, that it, it brought me closer to God mm-hmm. that way. Um, I could actually see changes in my family mm-hmm. because when I told them I wanted to become an Adventist, well, they were all against it. You know, especially my mother. My mother was like, oh, why would you want to do that? You're Catholic. And, and I was like, no, this is what I want to do. Right. But she actually came to my baptism. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So she was there. And, um, yeah. But they they see a change in me. And, you know, it, it's, it's actually helped them. Mm. And it's helped my relationship with, you know, especially my sister. Okay. Um, because we can actually talk about God and we, we do talk about God and we talk about things going on and, right. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So beautiful, beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. So, so Steve, uh, something, um, and you will tell us the year when this happened, but something, um, something almost tragic happened to you all. Can we say tragic? We can. Okay. I guess it was bad enough. It was <laughs> tragic. So, Something, um, you went through uh, um, something really, really um, traumatic in your life. Uh, tell us about that. Yes, I'm sure you're talking about September 10th, 2016. Mm-hmm. I was actually um, at a volleyball tournament and I wasn't feeling right. I just didn't feel well. Mm. And I went to lay down. I had a, I, I referee volleyball, so I was in between a couple of matches. So I was laying down. Mm-hmm. And I broke out into this really, you know, big sweat. I just started sweating. Mm-hmm. Um, but my father had had a heart attack, and my oldest brothers had three heart attacks. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And my brothers always told me that if you, if you start to sweat for no reason, go to the hospital. Oh. Because something is going to happen. Your body is telling you something. Mm -hmm. So I left the tournament and it actually took me two hours to get to the hospital. I was in West Palm beach and I actually came back down to Fort Lauderdale and, but it took me two hours to get to the hospital. You were driving. And while I was the, I drove. Yes. Wow. Um, while, while I was there, they told me it was just like indigestion because I had, you know, not very good breakfast. And they were actually doing the paperwork to discharge me. Mm. But I, I had been hooked up to an EKG machine. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it just, I start to crash. Oh, wow. And they come in and tell me that I'm having a heart attack. Oh, my goodness. I knew something was going on because I knew something was going on because the nurse in the hallway was walking by and all I could hear, she looks in and she just goes, Oh, you better get somebody in here. That is not a good feeling when you hear that. Exactly. (laughs) And so, so I was in the emergency room when I I had a heart attack. Um, 
my blood pressure went down to 60 over 40. Oh my goodness. Which <laughs> is not very good. Nope. Uh, I found out later that through the cardiologist, usually when the top number hits 60, you don't come back from that. Mm -hmm. So wow. I'm, I'm laying there in the emergency room bed. I've got my arms out. I've got an IV in each arm and they're just dumping this IV into me hmm. and they get me up to 90 over 60. I'm off to the cath lab and that's that. But um, while they're doing all this, my prayer is just, God, I don't want to die. God, I don't want to die. God, I don't want to die. I was only 54. Mm -hmm. at the time right. and it was the same age that my father was when he died oh wow but i realized that that prayer was not working mm. that that wasn't helping that prayer just did not help mm. so i just relaxed and my prayer was all right god if this is what you want if this is your will for me okay all right I'm ready. If this is what you want, it's good. Please take care of Kishore, my son. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just take care of everybody. Right. And wow. I'm ready. Wow. And when I said that prayer, I just felt relaxed. Mm -hmm. I felt calm. I was at peace. And when the doctor actually came in and told me I was having a heart attack, I just looked at him and said, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, because really there was nothing I could do. And, and I had given it to God right. already. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I also remember feeling very cold because they were putting these IVs in me. Right. And the nurse there told me that, oh, just wait until you get to the cath lab table if you want to feel cold. That was cold. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so they, they, they take me upstairs. And, but even to save more time, because when you have a heart attack, you actually have 90 minutes before your heart starts to die oh, okay. from the start of the heart attack. Okay. So since I was in the right. so since I was in the hospital, that ninety minutes didn't start, didn't start until I was already in the hospital. Okay. Wow. Right. And even to save more time, they had to call the cardiologist to come in to put stents in. Mm -hmm. He actually rode up in the elevator with us. So it, the timing was there. It just even saved more time. Mm -hmm. wow. um, so I ended up getting three stents put in. Mm. My right coronary artery was completely closed. Wow. Um, then um, they take me to the cardiac care unit afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm in CCU and the nurse comes in. You know, she's making me comfortable when I first get there. And she tells me, you know, hi, my name is Angel. I'll be your nurse for tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, well, thank you, God. Right. <laughs> you know, my nurse is Angel. Hey. Wow. Right. So Angel leaves in the morning. That was a Saturday night. Angel leaves in the morning, which is a Sunday morning now. Right. And great, another nurse comes in and she goes, hi, I'm your nurse for today. My name is Grace. Oh, oh wow. And I'm going, well, okay. thank you, God. You you have me. I'm going to be okay. And I really felt that I was going to be okay. But then I guess the devil started putting this doubt in me because 
it started making me think that, oh, maybe they're just saying this to make me feel good. Maybe that's not their real names. Mm. Well, I did find out it is their real names. Mm. And also that night, the other nurse came in and she goes, hi, I'm your nurse tonight. My name is Letitia. And I really don't remember the name Letitia in the Bible. Okay. So I knew I was going to be okay. <laughs> I knew, so I knew they weren't right. just telling me names, that those right. were their names. So I knew I was going to be okay. And as it turns out, they did an EKG the next day. Uh, I'm sorry, an, an echo. And um, the cardiologist was a little bit surprised when he told me that I still had normal heart function. Mm. My EF number was in the range of normal heart function. And he said, but that's going to change because there'll be scar tissue. Well, it's almost five years later and I'm still, I still have normal heart function. Oh, wow. wow. Amen. So you said, you said it was, you said it was tragic, Colin, but you know what? It was actually the best thing that happened to me because I am healthier now than I was before my heart attack. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, because I'm able to take care of myself. I eat much better. I have less stress. I'm walking every day, so I'm exercising. And, and, you know, I I just, I feel good. I feel good. I went to my cardiologist um, in April. And he was able to take me off one of my medications. Oh, wow. Um, so that's a good thing. And then he said, well, I'll see you next year. Oh. And it's a really good feeling when they say, see you next year, see you in, in one year. Exactly. So, so I, feel, I feel good. And I, you know, it's just God had me. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't the prayer that it was God, I don't want to die. It was just putting everything into God's hands and letting him handle it. Amen. And that's what he did. And he handled it the way he wanted to handle it. Awesome. awesome Amen. Awesome. Amen. So. Powerful. Yeah. So how has your life changed since your heart attack? Well, the first thing, like I said, I walk every day now. I'm doing four miles a day. Yeah. Um, so the exercise is good. But I also eat much healthier. Okay. You know, I I eat vegetables all the time. Mm-hmm. I have to have vegetables. Um, when shortly after my, well, right after my heart attack, I actually became vegetarian. I stopped eating all meat. Oh, wow. Um, and that was good. That kept my blood pressure down and everything. Mm-hmm. So that was really mm-hmm. good. But I kind of missed eating some chicken. <laughs> so I do have a little bit of chicken every now and then. Okay. I will admit. But, but, you know, I eat so much healthier, mm. you know, and, and I've learned to make your food colorful mm. and vegetables make your food co- colorful. Mm. And the more colorful your food is, the healthier it is for you. Right. Yeah. So how is your journey with yeah. God during that time as well? So- um, well, it, it's amazing right now because when I walk in the mornings, mm. I don't just walk. I pray. And, you know, a lot of people think prayer, you have to be down on your knees, Mm. you know, and hands together praying. But prayer is just talking with God. Yes. You know, you're you're just talking with God. Mm -hmm. And 
when I walk every day, it's just all prayer. You know, that, that's all I do is talk to God when I walk. Awesome. And it's really brought me closer to God because um, I did go through something, you know, in my life a few years after that, that was very difficult. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't had that relationship with God, I wouldn't have made it through that. But God helped me through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that brought me closer to God. It just made me dig deeper into the Bible. Um, you know, somebody had told me, a friend of mine had told me to read the book of Proverbs. And I'll share this because this this is very good and it's very powerful. The book of Proverbs has 31 chapters. Mm-hmm. And my friend told me, whatever the date is, read that chapter. Okay. That's right. right. Okay. So if the date, if the date were, you know, like the, the 18th, read chapter 18 and start from there and do that for three or four months mm. and just keep rereading Proverbs. Well, Proverbs is about wisdom. Right. Exactly. It, yep. It's all, it's wisdom. Yeah. But what do you get from wisdom? You get knowledge from wisdom. Mm-hmm. So it that really, really has changed my life because I see things so differently now. Mm-hmm. You know, once you have the wisdom and the knowledge, well, you have to share it. You know, you're supposed to help others and share it. Right. But it enables you to see things differently you can see how satan is trying to deceive people and you see just how god works in 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 people's lives Mm -hmm. how god works in my life Mm -hmm. and how he's there um so really if if i hadn't had my heart attack i wouldn't have been at the point where i could have been reading the bible and seeing what i saw a few years after that right and you know once I got through that, I knew I wanted to be a lot more active in church. Mm-hmm. I just felt the desire to do, you know, I got impressed on my heart that, you know what, I need to start doing more in the church. Right. You know, and so that's what I do. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's just an amazing journey. Um, I wish it had started years and years before because of how amazing it is but i'm just thankful that i'm on that journey now right right you know and i would you know it's just it's amazing Mm -hmm. you know there's people who think oh if i live like that it's gonna be you know it won't be fun it won't be good but you know what it is fun right you know the the journey with god is not only good but it's fun I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, mm. you know, and people will look at me if I, if I'm making jokes and joking around, they're like, well, I thought you were a Christian. It's like, well, yeah, but you can have fun as a Christian. You know, you, you are, you can, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. have fun. God gave us a sense of humor. Of course. Mm. You know, he didn't, he didn't want us to just be, you know, follow along and follow blindly. Mm. Right. You know, if that's what he wanted, you know, everybody would be following God. Mm. He wants us to choose that life. He wants us to choose to follow him. Mm -hmm. And I choose to follow him. 
Amen. 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 So, so when you when you got baptized, um, first of all, because now you said after your heart attack, you you have more of a desire to to get more active in the church. When you got baptized, um, first of all, what was holding you back from getting involved right away? Um, it, it, I, I, it's really difficult to say because um, I really don't know. Mm. I felt like I wanted to do things, but I felt like I was being stopped. Okay. You know, I felt like, well, do I really have the experience in the church to be able to do that? You know, mm. I, you know, I wanted to be a deacon. I wanted to be an elder and things like this, but did I have the experience to do it? But as I found out later on, you don't need to worry about that. Right. God's going to take care of that. Mm -hmm. God will give you everything you need. And you know, that that's what he does. And he'll just put you, if you're willing to do it and if you want to do it and if that's what God wants for you to do. It's going to happen. Right. You know, so. Yeah, it's true. As long as you, you want to do what God wants for you, mm -hmm. you know, just put your life in God's hands and make whatever, you, whatever your will is, make, you know, what God's will is for you. If that's what your will is and it, it's what it should be. Right. That's what our desire should be. Our desire should be what God wants for us. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want in my life. What I want in my life is whatever God wants for me. Because, you know, I've lived a life without God. Right. And it wasn't good. Right. Just the difference between living a life with what God wants and living a life with what I wanted for me, there, it's night and day. Mm. you know and it's just you know it's from being in the light or being in the dark right and i'd much prefer the light yeah man man so. wow powerful story powerful story it's actually god's story it's not mine it's god's it's god's story and it's just a, you know yeah 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 and you know i i really notice a difference in my life when you know, because one thing that I pray every day is that I ask God to use me any way he wants to use me mm -hmm. for his glory. Right. So whatever he wants me to do for him, for his glory, he can use me however he wants. I've actually had discussions with people. I've, I've talked to people about the Bible and I've quoted Bible verses and I would tell what's in that Bible verse and I would walk away from the person and I have no clue what Bible verse I told them. Oh yeah. Wow. And I would have like, I wouldn't be able to say what it is. Yeah. And it, it just, it wasn't me. It was like God telling me what the Bible verse was and, and what it said. And I just, I would like no clue, hmm. you know, at the time wow. afterwards. So if you allow God to use you, he will. And he will use you for his glory. Exactly. Amen. And because and by that he will also bless you. You will receive blessings. Right. Amen. Amen. 
So tell, tell us about some of the ways you're ministering, because I know you do some stuff on Facebook from time to time. Um, so tell us about some of the ways that you're using social media and the way you're ministering to others now. Well, um, I was going through a time where I needed to, I, I needed God. And I started just posting Bible verses mm. on my Facebook page. Right. And Instagram, I would just post a Bible verse. <clears throat> but then I decided that um, that it would be better to talk about it a little bit. So I started doing little short videos. I'd pull a Bible verse, and then I would do a little video talking about the Bible verse. Okay. And I did that for a year. Right. And just explained the Bible verse a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I would do some research on it. And I did this daily. I did it every day. <clears throat> and there were times that uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it, but, you know, it, it happened. It, it happened. <clears throat> and I knew it was something God wanted me to be doing. But it started for me. Okay. But then I realized that it was helping other people. Right. I actually ran into a, an older friend of mine, and I noticed that she had liked one of the videos she had watched it and liked it. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw her, I asked her and when I said to her, Oh, I see you, you liked my video. And she said, yes, I liked them all. Mm-hmm. And she goes, it actually helps me get through my day. Wow. Oh, wow. So yeah. here was somebody that I had no idea that I was helping. I had no idea she was even a Christian, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but here it is helping her through her days. So that inspired me to keep it going right? because it just, you know, you, you could impact somebody else's life without even realizing it. And I'd actually heard something shortly after that. And that's sometimes the only Bible that people will see is you. Is you. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. So how you're living your life mm-hmm. and how you're talking and the things that you're saying, mm-hmm. that might be the only thing that somebody might see. Yes. And so you could be somebody's Bible mm. at the beginning of their journeys. Yes. So it's important that we live our lives according to the Bible. You know, there, there are some people who will go to church and they'll be, you know, talk like, like they're a Christian and all this, but then they walk away from church mm-hmm. and they have a totally different life. Yeah. You know, and we, we can't be doing that. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Wow, Steve, what a what a wonderful testimony how how God has brought you through this journey. Mm. You know, brought you here to Fort Lauderdale and um you mm. finding a plantation and the way you started coming and to where you are yep. today, you know. So mm. um what would what would as we wrap up, yep. we're closing out now, what would be your advice to uh, to someone who who you think is on a similar path that you mm. came to with um, struggling to accepting the Sabbath mm. and to accepting Christ in their life? What would your, your advice be to them? Um, well, for me, I did the research on my own mm. to start. I didn't rely on somebody else. I actually allowed God to lead me right. that way. Yeah. <clears throat> so allow God to lead you. Mm-hmm. You know, open your heart to God and just ask him, 
to show you and ask him to lead you. And he will. If you ask him to do that, he will do it. Don't rely on somebody else to do it. Definitely. Rely on God to do it. Because that person that, you know, you might be talking with, mm -hmm. who you're asking to help you, right? that might not be the right person doing it because there's a lot of people, you know, we have to be aware of, of people giving false prophecy. Mm -hmm. So ask God to help you. Right. Ask God to show you the way. Ask God to lead you. Right. And you can't go wrong when you do that, you know. And just have an open heart and read the Bible. Because when you read the Bible, then you're going to be, actually be able to hear God. Speaking to you. Yep. yep. Amen. So. Amen. 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 Yes, Steve, we, so. are, we really do appreciate your plantation. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're a big part of the ministry there. Um, you're a deacon. So, and you yeah. always help out with the young people. Yeah. Um, with Kishore and, you know, the acting and all that good yeah. stuff, you know. So um, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. Have yeah part of our church family Amen. and um well it, it's it's a pleasure and to be there it's humbling to be there um it's, it's just it, it's it's amazing yeah. sometimes if i'm actually having uh <clears throat> maybe a not so good day i actually drive through the parking lot at the church and it actually makes me feel better oh wow oh wow oh, wow. that's awesome yeah just by driving through because if i drive through the parking lot i feel god Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And I can just leave and I, I'm just feeling so much better. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It's so, amazing that yeah. you can you can come to a place when you're feeling down, being just in the parking lot without even anyone being there. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the other thing is there are a lot of people there that, um, you know, you can see the love, you know, people have for each other in the church. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. Amen. You know, we, we need Amen. people to help us in our journeys. Yes, yeah. You know. Yes, Amen. Amen. That's true. So. All right. Well, Steve, we, we really do appreciate you. And thank you for spending this time with us, um, giving your testimony, well, powerful testimony of how God has brought you through um, some really difficult times in your life. And he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, um, his love and he keep bestowing upon you. And uh, we'll, we'll continue praying for you and Kishore, mm -hmm. the rest of your family, that God will see you to your mom. You know, your mom is still around. I know you're always telling me you're going to your mom just up the street. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. one day she can join your plantation too. And then um, your siblings too, you know. Amen. And um, so yep. we'll continue to lift you up in prayer. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we really appreciate Thank you, very you much. Being, part, being part of with us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. So, Dawn, you're going to, yes. you know the duties. <laughs> All, All right, right. Let's pray. Loving Father, we thank you so much for Steve's testimony. What an encouragement it is for us to realize that we can just keep holding on to you and have mm -hmm. faith in you because that's the most important thing. So I pray that you'll be with him, Kishore, and his family continue to love and care for him and protect him and help him on the rest of his journey with you, Lord, that he'll be able to see you working in his life every single day. And be with us all as we listen to this testimony that we would understand that mm -hmm. choosing to be with you is the most important thing. 
so we can be closer to you and truly be ready to meet you. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So, Steve, you know what I just remembered? I remember that trip to Oshkosh. <laughs> when you, that was that, that, was, what was that, that was fun Two, riding around that car. Yeah, no, 2014. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 2014. Camp, yeah, that was a good year, man. It was we, a great we, time. we we had a yeah. great time at that Oshkosh. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, and they, they have another camp yeah. coming up again soon. But um, unfortunately, we're not going to Oshkosh anymore. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Anymore. I think they're going to Wyoming, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so Steve, you gotta make that trip yeah. with us, man. I, we should all go for. Um, we should all go. For yeah, memories. for a reunion. Let's reunion. go to a different place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It, as long as it doesn't rain and there's not all that mud that was there last time. Oh right? yes, true. <laughs> all right, for real. But, but it's okay because my camping experience was staying at the hotel room down the road. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, wow. So again, Steve, thank you so much. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we're blessed by your testimony and um, we'll continue praying for you and your family. And um, we'll be in touch. We'll see your church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for having me. You're All right. welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye.